Welcome to the Awake Church Podcast. At Awake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. I'm just going to talk for a couple of minutes here, not long. But I wanted to mention just a couple of things, you know, about this kingdom that we are learning about that we are always growing in and that it is growing. The kingdom is here. It's growing throughout the the world. We're here to bring heaven to earth and to learn the ways of the kingdom. Jesus spent a lot of time talking about two things, his father and the kingdom. And he kept giving parables to show us what the kingdom is like so that we would understand how the kingdom works. And I wanted to mention just a couple of things today about some of the ways that this kingdom works, that the Lord works. And I've discovered this, as you probably have as well, as you read the scriptures, the Bible tells us so many things about the nature of God so that we can understand how he is and we can not only be like him, but we can communicate with him and understand what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he loves, what he hates. The Bible's clear about those kind of things. We find the kind of things that God likes, the kind of things that he loves. It says he loves justice and righteousness. He sits on a throne of justice and righteousness. I don't know how that works, but that's what he's sitting on. And he hates, actually he also loves people. He loves the world, he sent Jesus, right? So he lo- there are many things that he loves, but there's some things that he hates too. He hates, hates a lying tongue. He hates false witnesses. When you uh, say the wrong thing about someone and they get in trouble and they didn't do anything wrong. There's a lot of things that he, that he hates. One of the other things he hates is festivals of worship when the hearts are not attached to worshiping God, but it's just going through motions. Says God hates those things. Says it in Isaiah, says it in Amos. He wants our hearts. He loves it when our hearts are for him and connected to him. And then some of the ways that God communicates. He communicates through, and I used to think this was the only way that he communicated, was basically through commands, giving commands. You know, we have the Ten Commandments, which gives us commands of things not to do. And every one of those commands are for our benefit. It's not just because God's mean and he wants you to do things a certain way. No, it's for our benefit and so we don't hurt others as well. So there are certain commands that we have, but God also speaks not just through commands. He speaks through giving direction, like to go certain places, to do certain things. I love directional things that God gives. And you see that throughout the scriptures, whether it's to the disciples, go, you're going to find a donkey, untie the donkey, bring it here. He gives a direction like that, right? Um, But... In, along with the commands that he gives, more of his nature that you see throughout all of the scriptures, even from the Garden of Eden all the way through now, is that God invites. It's an important thing to understand that as we grow in God and know him, that it's not just about being commanded to do something, but to have the heart and the eyes spiritually to look for his invitations. He's the inviting type. 
God invites. He has in the Old Testament all the way through, and he invites in the New Testament as well. And some of the commands that he gives us are, again, not only for our benefit, but to help us. I remember when I was uh, driving, I wasn't driving, one of my sons was driving. They had their learner's permit. Those were always scary times as a parent, right? And um, he's driving, I'm in the co-passenger seat, and I see that we are about to have an accident. So I loudly and forcefully say, stop, because we're about to hit someone. They're going to get hurt. We're going to get hurt. Insurance is going to get called. This is going to be costly, all those things. And so I, as a loving father, yelled, stop. That was a command. That was not an invitation. That was a command. Put on the brakes this very second right now. And we need those in life. God does that for me still. He does that for you still, right? Where you will feel a no. Do not do that. Don't touch that. Don't go there. Hit the brakes. Don't do that. We need those. And, and when you're a parent of little children, you are giving commands all the time. There's lots of commands that you're giving of don't touch that and don't do that and don't hit him. And all those kind of things, right? There are lots of commands. But as they grow up, the commands get less and less and less, and the invitations get more and more and more. And spiritually, it's that same way. With God, we will have commands here and there. But then as we mature, everything turns into, or most everything turns into invitations from God. Now, it would be easier if he just said, go do this, go do that, marry this person. Here they are, here's their name, marry that person. Here's the city I want you to move to, move there. Here's the house I want you to buy, buy it. Here's the address it's going to be on. But guess what? God, instead of doing it that way, he wants to partner with us and he works through invitation and opening doors and us seeking and finding. Life in God and in the kingdom is much like a treasure hunt. It's seeking and finding. Jesus says that. If you'll seek after the kingdom first, seek after him, you'll find him. God is really, when I realized throughout those scriptures, you see, God loves to be sought after. He loves it. And you know what? We like it too. We like to be sought after. And that came from God's nature. I remember when uh, one of my guys was little he's probably three somewhere in there might have been two two to three and we lived 600 feet off of the road and have to take the garbage up this hill every week take the garbage out uh, and take it up the hill and i remember heading out it was nighttime for the garbage truck to come the next morning and my son said uh they called me papa papa i help at this big garbage can so i said sure so he comes, he gets behind the garbage can. I'm pulling it up the hill. He's pushing it like this behind, thinking he's doing it. And we spent that time going all the way up the hill, leave the garbage at the top. Then I just picked him up and we just walked around in the night, staring at stars and talking. It was an amazing time. And I realized he wanted to be with me. I was just going to go do this. But he had the, in his heart to be with his dad. 
And God loves that. I love that. God loves that. When we want to be with him, not because we're commanded to. He invites us into this relationship with him. He invites us to discover and seek and find amazing things. But if we don't seek, we don't find. If we're not paying attention or looking for his invitations, then we'll just keep moving on. And one of the things that I've just also seen in life is people get angry at God because they don't feel his presence sometimes or they don't feel like he's telling them what to do. And he's there waiting for us to seek him or to move forward. One of the things I've learned in life is that I get more, in some ways, no's than I get yeses. Sometimes I'll get a red light more than I do a green light. That's because we are supposed to be moving, moving forward. And as you move forward, he, the spirit can direct us. And when we go to a wrong place, you get this red light, you get this no, and it's, oh Lord, thank you. Then I can make an adjustment and go this way. But I don't always get that go do this specific thing. It's more of an invitation. It's more of a following him and following his spirit. And this thing is in my heart, so I'm going to head this way. God, if it's not you, direct me. Show me a no. Otherwise, I'm, I'm moving this direction. That's what a mature child does. That's what a mature adult does. And mature people in the kingdom aren't just waiting for clear direction from God. Though it does say, acknowledge him in all of your ways, and he will direct your path. So I'm acknowledging God that I'm looking for you and I want to follow you and I want to do this right thing. I want to marry the right person. I want to live in the right area. I want to have the right job. So I'm moving forward. I'm putting this before you. Direct me and lead me. But he doesn't want us to be robots. Just programmed to do the right thing or just programmed to do this and go there and take a left turn. And he wants to lead us. He wants this relationship with us where we are recognizing his invitations and following him. It's just really his nature. All the things in this, that God gives us really are by invitation. Salvation is by invitation. Healing is by invitation. Jesus said this thing. He said, behold, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. And I don't know that that's a one-time invitation. I think it's an all-the-time invitation. Says, Jesus says, I'm standing at the door, I'm knocking, waiting for someone to open the door, respond to the invitation, and he says, if you will open the door for me, I will come in and we'll dine together. We'll have a meal together. Invitations are so much better than commands in many, many ways. You know, if you um, go out to your mailbox and you get an invitation to a wedding or you get an invitation to a party, man, that's a whole lot better than just being commanded, go there and do this. Invitations are the ways of God. I remember getting an invitation one time to go to the enthronement of a king, an African king. And that was really fun to receive that invitation. It was unique. It was wonderful. It wasn't a command. It was an invitation. And this is what God does. He invites us to receive his spirit. He says, here's the Holy Spirit, I provided him. But those who receive him, I will fill you with him. 
Jesus says, or it says in John chapter 1, that as many as received him, Jesus, he gave them the right to become children of God. So there's this receiving, not a command, an invitation to receive. The things that we get in God, we get by receiving. We get by responding to the invitation in the mailbox. And if we're looking throughout the day for opportunities, for invitations, God, you, your eyes will be open to see them. You'll recognize it. Sometimes that invitation is, uh, talk to this person. Why don't you go say something to this person? I did that uh, last week in a restaurant. I was at Panera right up the road here. We don't have an office yet. So I was up there working and I saw a man sitting there by himself and I just felt the invitation of the Lord. Go, go talk to him. Go sit down and just start talking to him. So that was an invitation. And when I did, I mean, when he got done with that conversation, he was 96 years old, by the way, World War II vet. And we had an amazing conversation, got to talk about Jesus. And when you get done with that, it's like, okay, God, what other invitation is there? What else? Is there something else you want me to do? Is there somewhere else you want me to go? I'm looking for you. I'm, I'm seeking you. And then Jesus says, well, it says in Jeremiah, actually, Jesus mentioned this as well, but says, call to me and I will answer you and I'll show you great things that you don't know about. So God is asking us to ask him. And that word call to me really is the same word for invitation. Invite me, God says. Invite me and I will show you things. There's a scripture in Matthew where Jesus says that many are called, but few are chosen. You ever read that scripture and wondered, how does that work? Many are called, but few are chosen. I started digging into that, asking the Lord about that. And here is when you look at the translation, the word many are called is really many are invited, but few have responded to the invitation. That's really how that reads. Few have responded to the invitation, but many are invited. Many are invited. I want to respond to the Lord's invitation. Sometimes invitations are to get rid of things. Sometimes a toxic relationship, the Lord will invite us to get rid of that. Yeah, there's a cost involved. Carol was just mentioning, you know, um, a man that she spoke with that had an invitation to missions but said no. Jesus gave that same invitation to the rich young ruler. Remember that one, right? He said, go sell everything you have and then come follow me. What a huge invitation. Jesus himself, other than the disciples, is the only other one we see where Jesus says to him personally, come follow me. And we don't know if he did that or not. It says that at least initially he didn't. Hopefully he changed his mind later. But God is about inviting us into things, not only to let go of things, but also to do things. What is he inviting you to today? What is he inviting me to today? Is it to say something to someone, to go somewhere, to do something, to approach the Lord on a daily basis, to seek him? It's a great question to ask. Lord, what are you inviting me to today? This God of the invitation. Because I want to say yes. 
I've said no at times and I've regretted it. We all have. I remember actually sitting, um, I might have even been in this parking lot and I felt this invitation. It was like at noon. It was an invitation to not eat, but to hang out with Jesus. And I was really hungry. And I said no, and I ordered some food. That's exactly what I did. And as I was eating, I was thinking, this is not nearly as good as me having taken up this invitation with you. And I didn't feel con condemnation. I just felt like missed opportunity that I had. I can have this again with the Lord, yes. So it wasn't a condemning thing, but it was like, it was like my dad asking me to hang out with him. And your father wants to hang out with you. He wants to be with you. He wants to show you things, reveal all kind of things, things of the kingdom, secrets of the kingdom, his ways, what's on his heart. So Lord, we just even this beautiful day that you've given to us, thank you for the spectacular day you've, you've made. And Lord, thank you that you are the way that you are, that you're not a slave driver, you're not the kind of Lord that lords over everyone in a way that is domineering, that crushes people. You are our Father. You are our Father. You've given us your Spirit and you've sent us your Son. Thank you for the way that you are. And Lord, we just even now this morning, set our heart to seek you. Set our heart to want to be with our Papa in what you're involved with. Well, we want to know what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your heart. We love you, Lord. And Lord, I pray for each of us that our eyes would be open and we would be fully awake, our spirit man would be fully awake to see your invitations throughout the days throughout the nights, that whispering soft, no pressure, but an invitation to do something with you, to partner with you, to step out, to share something with someone, to give something away, to sell something, whatever it is, Lord, we want our hearts to fully be yours and to be awakened to who you are and what you're saying. It's like Moses receiving his invitation to lead people out of Egypt at a burning bush. You were inviting him near. Lord, ask for that invitation after invitation for each one of us. And as you're doing it, and as you're speaking, Lord, may we be sensitive to hear and respond. Even now, if there's anything, Holy Spirit, that you want us to get rid of, ask that you'd show us, convict us. Whether it's a sin or a toxic relationship or whatever that is, something we're holding on to too tightly, Lord, if there's something you want us to grab a hold of, a faith, a belief, a trust in you, hope all over again, joy, to grab a hold of time with you, show us, Lord. Thank you for dreams. Continue to speak to us in dreams, visions. Thank you for this supernatural life that we get to live with you. We love you, Lord, and bless you. Lord, we also give you this project that we're sitting next to. Lord, we ask that you'd help finish and complete every aspect of this. 
that every roadblock will be moved out of the way. We know your timing is perfect. So, Lord, we say yes to your timing. And I thank you, Lord, for all of these generous people, their hearts and their love, their prayers. Lord, bless them. And Lord, we give you this week ahead. Lead us strongly, Lord. And we say yes to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. For updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.